Hello and welcome to the Pets at Home Puppy Podcast. This is the second of two staycation specials and in this episode we'll be focusing on what to expect when you've reached your destination with your pup. From a wander down to the local shop to a holiday on sunny shores, we commonly take our puppies out and about with us. They're our partners in adventure. Puppies are great at getting us exploring. However, sadly, accidents, illnesses and transport issues are all quick ways to spoil the fun. Knowing how to keep your puppy safe and sound while on holiday means that the whole family can relax, smile and enjoy spending quality time with your furriest family member. I'm Kate Cornish, the editor of My VIP, the Pets at Home customer magazine. And we originally recorded this episode way back in the summer of 2020. So we wanted to refresh this information now that we're out of lockdown and the restrictions have eased. So just to make sure that we're all up to date. So I talked to Dr. Hugh Stacey, who's Director of Clinical Services at Vets for Pets, and he's also a dog behaviourist. And Claire Gavin, Director of Creative Development and Innovations at Pets at Home. We chat through some potential perils your puppy could face while on a campsite or a beach, plus what to pack to keep your puppy happy. After all, it's their holiday too. Okay, let's crack on. Let's go to you, Hugh. Caravans. (laughs) You're taking your puppy to a caravan. What kind of thing do you have to think about? caravan and camping sites as you know obviously often it's the same place and it's great to find a dog friendly one a lot of the sites i've been to they've got a you know a particular dog park a particular place you can exercise your dog uh, and courtesy and safety it's really important to stick to that generally you know in a in a campsite or a caravan park you'll need to keep your dog on lead yeah uh, everyone else there likes dogs there might be vehicles moving around and um, yeah, just let them off lead in, in the correct area. Hopefully, you know, look out for the ones that have got a great big field or something like that to run your dog in and not just a, a six foot square area in the corner of the play area or something. Um, there are some brilliant ones out there. If you look at, you know, that's really what we look for when we go on holiday. How big is the dog area and you know, where, where can you go on there? Bear in mind, if your dog needs the loo in the middle of the night, you're going to have to get up, put them on a lead and walk them to the dog area. How far away is it going to be? Um, if, it, if it's a 10 minute trek at 3 a.m. and it's raining, you, it might not be the best experience. So um, that's really something to look out for as well in terms of how it's laid out. So, Claire, give us a, a rundown of, of some essential items that you need in your camping kit for your puppy. Well, um, you obviously need a bed. Um, you can actually get sleeping bags for dogs. You can't. Uh, yeah, you can. You can. They're brilliant. Oh, if your dog's one. a bit of a burrower, like a, a dashend, you know, you need a, a Ideally, a kind of a canvassy and um, showerproof bed for them. Yeah. A tent, they can have their own tent. I would say that toys that um, are not ones that are thrown long distances are a great idea. Um, we're not particularly fans of um, ball um, launchers for puppies, just because you want to really ensure your puppy's not running too fast or jumping too high. Yeah, I need um, to rein them in a bit. Exactly. So, um, but toys that are safe and that aren't going to get lost that are bright colored and that don't get lost in the grass obviously dogs see more clearly in blue and yellow so those colored toys um, will be easy for you to spot and easier for the dog to spot Mm -hmm. and then a tie out cable is a brilliant piece of kit you literally screw it into the ground and you can get varying lengths Um, it's a stainless steel cable protected by um, plastic coating a bit like a washing line if you will yeah Um, and it just means that your dog is obviously 
I wouldn't personally leave my dog untended with one, but at least you know that it's at the end of a steel rope um, and you can you can control where it's at and it doesn't it won't run off. Yeah, they're really handy. I've got two of those that stay in my boot all the time. Um, they're, they're, they're just great. And I think it's really important to remember that, you know, younger puppies will be teething whilst you are traveling. Uh, that doesn't stop. So um, calming treats or teething treats are a great idea, but also really important to remember uh, toys or chews or things like antlers that they can relieve their um, their sore gums with um, yeah. and chew. Because if you are staying somewhere, you don't want them chewing your tent or anything else that you've got that they shouldn't be chewing so it's Side really ropes, so you wouldn't have a tent yes so good <laughs> idea to take your own rope toy rather than yeah. the, the, the guide ropes yeah absolutely and that's great for keeping their teeth clean as well okay so we've had um quite a lot of noise around uh customers asking about life jackets for puppies so can we talk a little bit about why they're necessary is it is it safe to have um a puppy in a river or the sea or a swimming pool um can you give us some tips on that yeah so i lots of dogs learn to swim without a life jacket obviously it's a good safety measure though it might give them some confidence in terms of going in the water and when you're away on holiday there are some great opportunities to get your pup used to water you know if you're at the beach and there's some good rock pools those are brilliant for getting puppies feet wet for the first time mm. Um, you know, a decent rock pool, you can get them paddling and maybe swimming in there in a really safe environment. You know, a, a lake or a pond or a slow moving river or something like that are really good as well. And if the sea's not too rough, paddling in the seas, you know, is is brilliant. Um, dogs that are used to the beach, you know, it's hard to get them out of the water. Um, yeah. But a life jacket can give you a, you know, some give you confidence and give you a safety margin in all those situations. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, I guess, with the littler dogs as well, if the currents yeah, are strong. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you wouldn't be putting a puppy in a strong current river anyway. But, you know, if they slip, it's always handy that they're wearing a life jacket. Yeah. And if, it, it's, it'll be worth, if, if, particularly if you're going to a beach, look for the um, indications of where it's, you know, whether it's safe to be in the water or not. Um, there are hidden hidden hazards at the beach. You know, if, if the, even if the waves don't look that rough, there might be rocks underneath you can get mm. rips as well where the water's coming up the beach. It's got to go somewhere so it goes back out again. And you have these currents that are pulling out to sea called rips. Yeah. Uh, and um, it tends to be where the waves are a bit flatter. And that's one of the channels that the water's going out again. And um, just have a look around for that, the information around for that. Um, and that's, you, that's just places you want to avoid on the beach just because... If your dog's in there, they might get pulled outwards, and you, you know, it, and then that can be very scary. Yeah, I got caught in a rip once in India. I got pulled sideways for about three hundred okay. yards. That's terrifying. <laughs> it was yes. really scary. Sideways is one thing. If you're being pulled straight out to sea, that that's a bit of a different. That's oh, that's gosh. where it gets scary. So yeah, uh, absolutely, yeah. no. That oh god, that doesn't even bear thinking about. That's maybe no, going to be cold. That's, and that's <laughs> that 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 could be a real a real you know real worry. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so life jackets, good advice to have in your um, holiday suitcase. Yeah, I think they're a really good thing to have for, for that. What about um, what about swimming pools and the treatment, the chemical treatments in swimming pools? What what is that dangerous to puppies? I mean, if you can find a swimming pool that will let your dogs in. Um, well, yeah, good point. <laughs> it's um, not the most common thing. I'd probably give them a good wash off afterwards. 
Um, mm. They'll tend to keep their head above water or they'll try to. So uh, hopefully it won't, their eyes won't get irritated. But I definitely hose it out of their coats afterwards. Yeah. Uh, clean water to wash them down. Specific seasonal concerns, keeping puppies cool, um, sandy beach terrains, their, their coats, their little paws. What kind of um, advice would you give to somebody that's going out in, um, well, if we ever get any, um, the warm British summertime? <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, you, we tend to go away with our dogs, um, particularly, you know, if you're doing a staycation, it's, mm-hmm. it's likely to be the warmer times of the year. I think it's just it's just really important to be mindful of uh, what the temperature is, um, you know, be careful around midday and when there's high sun, particularly you, your dogs tend to be more active on you know, on your holiday, you'll be doing more walking, you could get, you know, be throwing their toy a lot for them. And um, it's very easy to overheat your dogs in the summer. Mm. Uh, if you've got somebody throwing it, you know, if you say you've got your children throwing the ball for them or something like that, they can be doing a lot of work very quickly, building up a lot of heat and then it's very hard for them to shed it with their fur coat. They're well insulated. They can't get the heat off them. Yeah. And it's, it's, it can get really dangerous for dogs getting overheated in the summer. So always be really careful. Make sure you've got water if you're going out on a walk. Mm-hmm. You can get some great collapsible bowls and combined bottles and bowls and things like that. So you can make sure you've always got um, water with you. And um, just be mindful if, if your dog's really panting, if the tongue's out, if they're working hard, just be careful make sure you can find them some shade and don't run them fast too much um they yeah. eat particularly if they're a, a short face breed or they're carrying a lot of coat or a lot of weight um they can overheat so quickly and it, it can get very dangerous for them so um just uh, just be careful just just be be gentle with them in, in the summer sun and the summer heat yeah and be alert just make sure that keep an eye on the fact that they're panting or not That's it. um yeah, I suppose because we 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 talked about um, you know dogs, d- d- hot cars being dangerous for dogs, but I guess you don't necessarily think about them getting hot if they run. And, and dogs will run and run and run and run and run until they drop, won't they? They won't they won't give you any indication. Yeah, they, They'll just that, keep going and then just go ooh and keel over. Yeah, you throw the ball, they will. You know, most dogs will run for it, and they'll they'll keep doing that until they're really in you know in trouble. And yeah. uh, say on on a beach as well if there's a bit of a breeze and it doesn't feel that hot to you yeah that's cooling your skin it's your dog's not getting the same benefit yeah we're not wearing a fur coat their one way of shedding heat is with their tongue and panting um which is uh, a pretty small radiator um to be shedding all the heat from their body so uh, that's uh, another good reason if they're confident going in water and they can go in the sea or in the in the rock pools or something like that that's another actually a great way of them keeping themselves cool and, and managing their temperature. Yeah, of course. So I know that blue-green algae is dangerous to humans. Is it also dangerous to dogs? Yeah. So always be careful of knowing what's, knowing which algae is what is is quite tricky. Yeah. A really good general rule is watch out for stagnant water, anything that kind of looks green or gloopy. Yeah. If you wouldn't want to go in it yourself because it doesn't look nice, don't let your dogs in there either. Absolutely. Um, some forms of algae are very toxic and will make your dog really poorly um, yeah. if they sort of go in there and drink any of it or ingest any of it. So clean looking water um, and you should be fine. Um, but if it if it looks stagnant, then um, I would think twice. And Yeah. And smell it. Fine. If it's smelly water, don't go near it. That's it. And um, yeah, if, you, if your dog is ahead of you and they go ploughing in there before you can do anything about it, 
get them out as soon as you can. Um, you know, probably get it cleaned off them if um, if it doesn't look nice, and uh, they just keep an eye on them. If they look poorly, contact a local vet and uh, just get them checked out as soon as you can. Okay, so while we're while we're on the nasty stuff, um, let's go through the nasty stuff in one go. Um, so, w- what about parasites, uh, fleas, ticks, worms? Is there anything? I mean, you know, it's it, tick season. Uh, we know is the um, warmer months, and I guess if you're going to be running through long grass and cornfields, etc., then you know that's yeah. the paradise, isn't it? That's it. So yeah, if you're out in the countryside, um, the risk of ticks is a lot higher than you might be used to um, if you're if sort of more used to sort of a town environment. Mm. If you're going to places like the moors or anywhere there's long grass, um, ticks could be a real worry. So just it's it's probably some it's well it's something to think about before you go. But check with your vet, um, is there something we need to be doing differently to keep, you know, to keep the pups safe from ticks? Yeah. Um, that's the if you've got a walking holiday planned or or something like that. Um, fleas, fleas and worms in the UK are pretty much the same the country over. So um, there's there's not a huge difference there. Okay. Uh, but definitely, definitely ticks is is regional and something I would think about. Yeah. So I guess you'd, you'd give them their... Uh consult your vet and give them their flea and tick treatment before before you go yeah that's it just your your normal preventatives of fleas fleas and worms should be okay but ticks might be a bit different yeah okay um what about poisonous plants is there anything out there in the woods and on the beach that that if puppy gets it in its mouth might not be too good for it yeah i mean no specific plants I'd watch out for. Puppies being puppies, going and putting all sorts of things in their mouths, and it's yeah. and it's an environment that you're not familiar with. So, um, you know, all, there's all sorts of interesting things that will be, might be washed up from the sea, or they'll find discarded somewhere. Just just try and keep an eye out for what's going in their mouth. Yeah. You know, if they go and snaffle somebody's leftover fish and chips, and then that's got them up at three o'clock in the morning with a runny tummy. That could yeah. go back to our story earlier about actually that's not going to be much fun on a campsite if it's raining, <laughs> you know, so um, trying to be one step ahead of them and see what they're up to. Yeah. Uh, drinking the water as well. If they're getting hot, you know, puppies don't necessarily know not to drink seawater. So if you're on the beach and they're hot and they go and have a good drink of seawater, you know, that can give them a tummy upset in either direction as well. So um, that's best. of That's a really good reason to have fresh water available for them if you're down there as well. We now know that, you know, giving your puppy or dog or particularly a puppy a wooden stick or a branch or twig or whatever to play with is is a general no-no these days, isn't it? It's awful. It's uh, I'm sorry, but it's it's one. Of, it's really awful. And Are you going to tell me a horror story? Um, well, uh, don't tell me a horrible horror story. Just give us well, a just, to, just to say being a vet in practice, you see the consequences of when this goes wrong. And, yeah. you know, a beautiful, young, active dog has had an accident with a stick and they've run onto it and oh. stabbed themselves in the mouth or the throat or the chest and just do themselves awful injuries with it. It's it's really not worth it. It's no. it can be an absolute horror story. Yeah. No, that that's that's such good advice. And I think that so, if, if if there's one thing that the listener takes away from this episode, it's that. I would love that. And it's and it's not for the purpose of selling lots of dog toys. It is you know, it it's the worst thing you know, for the vet, for the obviously for the dog, but for the owner as well to know that, you know, through what they chose to do, their 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 dog's been really badly injured or even killed. It's it's yeah. not thing. So please don't give your puppy sticks to play with. Don't get them in the habit of picking them up. Find them a nice throwing toy, something they can carry, 
something you can throw for them, something they can find again when you've thrown it. Yeah. Uh, top tip from me, I, I used to live down by the beach, find a toy that floats quite high in the water. Mm. Otherwise, you throw it out there, and in about six inches of water, it will be gone, and your dog's <laughs> out there looking around going, Dad, where's my toy? And then either you're waiting in to find it, or you're going to end up buying another one. Okay, Claire, so we said off mic that you uh, and Amber, your adorable little puppy, stayed in quite a lot of different types of accommodation. So, yeah, you, you're pretty much an expert on these matters. <laughs> I've learned very quickly. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> we've we've done hotels and we've done self-catering accommodation. And um, most places um, that we've looked at, you, you do have to pay to um, take your puppy or your dog. Some don't like you to take a puppy that's under six months. Um, there are some places that we were considering that wanted the puppy to be over a year old. So we had to discount those. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's quite cool that when you arrive at these places, um, the likelihood is that any great accommodation um, will probably give you a um a bed for the dog, um, a bowl, and maybe some treats and some toys. And um, that's been quite amusing because they don't smell like home and they won't necessarily be what your puppy's used to. So I would recommend first and foremost, regardless of where you're staying, that you take your crate and your cover and your um, puppy's bed that sits within the crate. I I use a vet bed and a blanket that smells of home. And that's the first thing that we were unpacking. And, you know, every time that you need to maybe leave your room or your accommodation, it is best to know that your puppy is contained. Um, Obviously, you don't want to leave it for long periods of time. But if somebody was to come into your room and your puppy escaped out of the door because they weren't expecting the puppy to be just loose in the room. That would just be catastrophic. Um, I would recommend that you take your own food and water bowls as well. Um, Amber is a pro at turning over anything that has her water in that is light. And um, Mm -hmm. at one place we stayed, we had a a very lovely plastic water bowl, which she just flipped over. So I put that in the cupboard and uh, use my own. Um, It's funny, isn't it, that I think accommodation's not necessarily expecting a puppy that's probably small. So um, we turned up at one place and there was a very lovely, very large stainless steel uh, bowl sat on a dog mattress waiting for Amber. And it terrified her. She just lay down and barked at it until I um, I hid it. She'd probably so, use a bath or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. In the same respect, I mean... These places that we've stayed have been very kind. They've um, left toys, which is just like it's like Christmas Day when you go into somewhere and you find a new toy. And obviously puppies habituate their toys so quickly. Anything new is really thrilling. But with all due respect to the amazing people who offer uh, puppy accommodation, they might not be experts in toys. So you might find that they're quite easily destroyed. And, And as we always say, if a toy becomes damaged or chewed, or broken, you really do need to remove it um, to keep your puppy safe from swallowing small bits. Well, I was going to say, actually, we know at Pets at Home, all of our toys um, that are sold in store are completely and utterly tested, Yes, uh, rigorously tested. And exactly. you you just need to be sure, don't you, that they have been tested properly. Exactly, which comes back to knowing where the local vets are, just in case. Yeah. But, you know, I think... 
a couple of minutes with a new toy and and actually the toy might be fantastic quality it's just best to to know about you know the the safety the safety issues that you could have and Kate, obviously, you really want to be taking your own food for all of the reasons Hugh's talked about. Similarly, though, you want to take your own treats. I mean, being on holiday is a time for fun, not having a bad tummy um, because you've you've tried treats that maybe didn't agree with your your puppy. So I think it's a great idea to take your own. Then you know you know what you're feeding and you know the consequences and you know whether it turns your puppy on and whether your puppy will you know, enjoy training with you and being with you because of the treats. Yeah. Obviously, it's a great idea to make sure you've taken their favorite toys as well. So if your if your puppy is um one that takes um to certain toys, maybe a comfort toy or maybe a chew toy, um, absolutely a great idea to take their toys as well. Because you're taking your food bowls um and your water bowls, and you might be in a hotel, which might have a bathroom that doesn't have washing up facilities necessarily, but has a sink. Um, I think it's a great idea to pack a washing up sponge, some uh, uh, washing up liquid and a tea towel as well. You know, if you're in self-catering accommodation, the chances are that they will have those. But um, I think it's a great, great practice to be able to take those with you. Yeah, the amount of times I've been sort of spooning out dog food with a with the teaspoon from the side of the bed by the kettle in a hotel room. Exactly. So your spork becomes absolutely your best friend yes. or your measure or your, you know, whatever Tupperware or storage container you've got your dog's food in. Um, yeah, you need to take the the implements for that as well. And then, of course, your dog may get very dirty. So I always uh, take with me some shampoo. Cockapoos are apparently renowned for having quite sensitive skin. So I'm using um, some really sensitive skin and um, anti-itch uh, shampoo. Um, I have to say on my Scottish trip, we had three very beautiful baths and uh, Amber was in them more than certainly I was. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and I took oh. loads of towels as well. I just thought, well, I can't be using a hotel or you know, self-catering beautiful white towels. So I took my own towels no, with loads call. of wet wipes and loads of um, kitchen towel as well. Oh, bless her heart. Did she jump out and then shake herself all over the bathroom like mine always does? Yep, yep, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make sure you're either, you've got your bathroom gear on or a robe or a towel because, yeah, uh, bath time does get, also you get very wet at bath time when you're bathing a puppy. Exactly. So you need to take a brush as well or a comb or whatever you're you're using to groom your puppy. And then um, what's really fun is if you are maybe staying in a hotel or you are going to um, dog friendly restaurants where if you're out and about and you're self catering, um, you might want to take something to kind of dress your dog up, whether that is Mm -hmm. a little uh, jumper that it can wear only if it's comfortable wearing it. Or maybe it's something that is um, just easier, like a bandana or a bit of a dressy collar and leash. Um, but at least they can dress for dinner as well. Oh, bless. And also, again, you do um, uh, a, a range of Halloween costumes as well, don't you? Yeah, we do. We do. Um, there's something for every dog, every puppy, for sure. 
You've been listening to the second of two staycation specials of the Pets at Home Puppy Podcast with me, Kate Cornish. Thank you to my guests, Dr. Hugh Stacey and Claire Gavin. And for more expert advice, you can visit vetsforpets.com or the pet talk section at petsathome.com. There's even more advice over on Facebook, on our Wagging Tails Facebook group, which has been created with puppies and their parents in mind. And you will be able to surround yourself with like-minded owners who understand your struggles and celebrate your breakthroughs. Plus, the puppy picture spam is a treat to behold. And also, don't forget to join our free puppy club where you can receive tailored offers and discounts. And that's available through our app. Please do get in touch with us on the socials. On Instagram, we are at Pets at Home UK. And for some reason on Twitter, it's different. On Twitter, it's at Pets at Home. One final thing, please don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. Five star reviews only, please. And also share the word with your friends and family who are thinking about or have just got a furry friend themselves. Thank you very much and bon voyage. (laughs) 